Um, so my name is Olivia Scaly. I am with Big Brothers Big Sisters, and we are here with another episode of our uh, Match Madness campaign, just coming at you with some more updates um, and details that we're going to talk about today. Um, so first, we want to thank Republic State Mortgage. Um, they build relationships one home at a time. They lend money so you can invest in the real estate market. They're located at 123 4th Street, Southwest in New Philadelphia. They specialize in FHA, USDA, VA, and conventional loans, and they are our local lending experts. They love face-to-face applications, but with the current conditions, they also give their borrowers the options to apply online. You can check them out at republicstatemortgage.com for all of your purchase and refinance needs. Their NMLS number is 62411. We also want to thank Get Level Podcast Network for helping us with this campaign and the podcast. So I'm here with Beverly Pierch. She is our president and CEO. Um, you may remember her from our first episode. Um, they kind of talked about the campaign and some updates. And so today we're going to be talking about outcomes and impacts um, and just what Big Brothers Big Sisters does. So what is the kind of data stuff behind that? Um, so again, my name is Olivia Scally. Um, I'm the director of development and administration. So um, just kind of going over some of these statistics today. I'm a super data nerd, so I love this kind of stuff. So um, I'm excited to kind of dig into what this looks like. Um, so kicking off, what sets Big Brothers Big Sisters apart from other mentoring organizations? What a lot of people don't realize are that there are a lot of mentoring organizations that are in our country, and Big Brothers Big Sisters is the only evidence-based mentoring program that there is in the entire country. So that definitely sets us apart from some of the other mentoring organizations that are out there. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so what methods, as far as for tracking these outcomes, what does Big Brothers Big Sisters use? We utilize a, a few different surveys. Uh, we have what's called a youth outcome um, development plan, and that is, we develop that for each child that comes through. Um, and we also have some surveys that we do, which is the youth outcome survey. We have the child outcome survey and then a strength of relationship survey as well. So how often do these surveys get utilized or given to the children and what does that look like? Each one's a little bit different. For our YOS and our COS, those are the ones where we can base all of the outcomes off of. And if a child is 11 years or older, they will take a YOS. And if they're under 11 years old, they will take the COS survey, which is a little bit shorter and um, more tailored to a younger child with some of the questions that they do. For those surveys, we always administer them prior to them ever meeting their mentors. So we get a baseline of how they feel about themselves in their current situation prior to meeting their big. And then annually thereafter that, once a child is matched, we have them answer those same questions again. And then we're able to gauge the direct impact that the mentoring relationship has had on them. For the SOR, it's a little bit different. That's the Strength of Relationship Survey. That one we use to gauge how the relationship is developing with the, between the mentor and the mentee. And we do that within the first three months of the match. So as soon as a match has been together for about three months, we do that survey with them and then on an annual basis after that. And it lets the staff understand uh, where they are in the relationship development, whether or not they are um, having any type of issues. And then as the mentoring specialists are working with those matches, they can use that information to see, well, I possibly need to help this match a little bit in this area or that area in order to strengthen that relationship. 
Gotcha. I think it's cool because we see like those success stories all the time. And there's always those like tangible outcomes that we get from the matches. Like it's easy like to see when we talk to our littles, like this child went from like a D average to a B average or like all those things that you kind of see their growth. But having that like data statistics in the background, like really makes the organization run so we can get better too. So I like kind of the diving deeper into that stuff. So we're kind of going to talk about those surveys a little bit more. So we'll start a little bit with our YOS. So what specific areas of growth are you looking for in a child with those? That survey, it was developed by three of the top mentoring researchers in the country. Um, Gene Rhodes had a part in it, Gene Grossman, uh, Carla Herrera also was involved. And it examines seven dimensions of a mentoring relationship. It, it's looking at their academic performance and their grades attitudes towards risky behaviors, their educational expectations, family connectedness and parental trust, um, their juvenile justice involvement as well. It also examines uh, the presence of a special or an important adult in their life that's other than the parent or guardian, and then social acceptance and competence. That all sounds super important, but like why those specific areas? Those areas are important because they really help the child become a more well-rounded adult. Um, there have been a lot of, these measures have been found reliable and valid in a lot of previous youth development research. Um, for instance, like academic performance. Kids that do better um, with academic performance within elementary and middle school have a higher chance of graduating from high school. Um, with family trust, parental relationships have been associated with improved grades and attendance, as well as the reduction of substance abuse. Uh, the social competence is associated with many positive benefits. They include like improved mental health, academic achievement, employment history, and adult relationships. Um, so I think you have a YOS with you, which is super exciting. I do. Um, can you just like share a couple of the questions, just kind of an example of what that looks like? Um, what kind of questions those children, I guess, are answering? So each one, if, when you look at a YOS, there's different sections, whether it's talking about school, their plans for their future, how they feel about their life, um, their moods and their feelings. It also talks about things that they've done in the past month or in the past six months. So whether or not they've gotten in trouble or, you know, different things like that. Um, some of the questions are like, you know, I work well with others at school. Is that not at all true for me? Or is that a little bit true for me? Mostly true or totally true? Um, I can relax when I feel tense. I work hard at school. Um, I, I, if I set goals, I take action to reach them. Uh, honestly, the questions on the YOS, it's seven pages long. So it, there are a lot of questions that we are asking these kids. And it's funny because some of them, you get about halfway through it and they're just like, yeah, yeah. So you really got to keep them engaged to make sure that you're really getting the answers out of them because they are quite lengthy and it usually takes a mentoring specialist a good half hour to 45 minutes to get through these surveys. But it really dives into the way the child is feeling about themselves. Um, so you hinted on this a little bit, but as far as like the administration of these surveys, so are those primarily like in the schools or how does that get distributed to the children? It depends on the program, to be honest. For community-based program, every year whenever they're coming up on an annual match, we have a match meeting where the, the big, the little, the, the parent comes in and they meet with the mentoring specialist. And typically at that meeting, that's when the mentoring specialist will conduct the survey with the child. So it, it's, you know, wherever that meeting is taking place, a lot of times it's in our office. Sometimes it can be out in the community, but they're given verbally to the children. If you're in a school-based program, they do give those surveys out during the school-based sessions at the end of the school year. 
This is a little bit of a side tangent, but with COVID and schools ending, like how has that survey administration been with the kids? Um, honestly, hats off to our program team. They did so much work when it came to June, because like I said, these, these surveys take a half hour, 45 minutes for each child. Well, we had to contact them on the phone. So they were doing 30, 45 minute conversations with each child that was in our school-based mentoring program. And we're, we were serving 200 matches at that point. So add all that time up. That's how much time they spent on a phone just asking these kids questions. Yeah, that's probably difficult via phone too to keep their attention for that long. So a- Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine. I know in person sometimes with the little ones, it's hard to keep them engaged when you're asking them so many questions. But on the phone, it was an entirely new level. So like I said before, hats off to our staff. Definitely, definitely. Um, You hinted at a couple of these, but just any more like practical applications of how these outcomes like translate to real matches, um, whether it's with school or socially, what, what, how do those translate to how we can really act like in real life, see those outcomes with the kids? A lot of times what you see, you know, if you're not looking at it on paper and saying, you know, well, this outcome's better, this outcome's better. You can see that the child feels better about themselves. You can see their confidence grow. You can see them start to get involved with, you know, more of their peers and forming better relationships. I mean, their whole person just changes. It's like their their outlook can change. So you kind of talked about how this is a national thing that we all, all big brothers, big sisters use kind of these standards. How does this locally translate? What are our local statistics? Like how well are we doing? What are our matches look like? How does that translate to our counties? I brought that with me today too. Beautiful. Uh, We have this really handy dandy little report in our system that's called an infographic that gives information about our YOS and our COS. So before I came over here today, I wanted to just look, you know, over the last decade, what has our agency done for these kids? And it's amazing to me because in the last 10 years, you know, I I mentioned that there's seven different outcome areas that we're looking at. 100% of kids in the last 10 years have improved in at least two of those seven areas. That's awesome. So can you just remind us what those outcome areas are? I know we listed them earlier, but since we're still talking about them. (laughs) Sure. Educational expectations, juvenile justice involvement, social competence and social acceptance, attitude towards risky behaviors, their grades and academic performance, parental trust and family connectedness, and having a very important adult in their life. Now, does that cover all kids in all of our programs or is that just a certain segment? This does cover all of the kids. Um, Prior to them developing the COS, we only had a YOS. So kids that were younger were not part of actually being taking these surveys. But at this point, since they've developed one for the younger kids, this is the outcomes for every single child that comes through our program, whether they're in community-based or in the school-based setting. So kind of moving towards the individual child. So this is kind of like a snapshot of like all children's growth. How do you individually tailor that to one child that comes in? How do you help gauge those outcomes and how do you get them to there? That's really where the YODP, I I need to stop using acronyms, people. (laughs) We have a lot of them. (laughs) The Youth Outcome Development Plan really comes into play off of this. Um, Those are tailored specific to the child. So when a kid is enrolled in one of our programs and we go through the enrollment process, we get to know a lot about them. I know I talked a lot about that in one of the first podcasts that we do about what that enrollment process looks like. But during the interview and getting reports back from the school and the counselors and the parents, we can see, you know, this area or that area is maybe one that this child is struggling with. 
So whenever we do those youth outcome development plans, we target those specific areas that that child needs some assistance with. Then we give their mentors ideas on these are some activities, these are some steps that you can take to make sure that you can hit these goals. And then throughout the match, the mentoring specialists are working with the mentors and constantly referring back to that youth outcome development plan to see if we're seeing any growth in those areas. And if we're not, they're giving them additional ideas and additional activities that they can do to see that growth. Um, those plans, I will mention, they don't, they don't stay the same every year. Because we have that data coming from the YOS or the COS, we can see what effect they're have, that mentoring is having on them, but we're also seeing how they're feeling about themselves. So say you know they, they took this survey last year and they felt great, but throughout the last year, maybe they had something that happened in their life, or maybe they're not feeling as well about you know a certain aspect or having trouble with homework. We will then adjust that YODP so that we can make sure that we're still targeting the areas that at that point are a, a needed area to look at for the child. Awesome. So you said that like the big gets that YODP to take with them during the match meeting. Yeah. That's cool. They can kind of like refer back to that. Now, um, from my understanding too, like during match support and things like that, as the mentoring specialist is checking in, that's something that they can refer back to pretty consistently. Is that right? Absolutely. I mean, honestly, with a match support call, they should be utilizing those with every conversation that they have and asking questions about how those areas are improving or, you know, what type of growth that they're seeing. Yeah, I think that's a cool thing with Big Brothers and Big Sisters is that obviously there's the heart of matching a big and a little and their relationship and all that, which is great. Um, but just having that like strategy behind there of really targeting what they need to focus on and supporting them in all those areas. And I think that's where like the YRDP and being able to track that with the YOS really comes into play. So absolutely. Yeah. It's a very intentional process. Yeah, Awesome. Um, so we'll switch gears a little bit because you also mentioned a strength of relationship survey, which is an SOR again with our acronyms. Um, so kind of recap, what is the SOR? The SOR is it, it really, it's exactly what it's called, the strength of relationship. So we use these scales and we ask specific questions to the big and to the little to see how their relationship is developing. And depending on what their total score is, we can see, you know, this match has a wonderful relationship. They're doing fantastic. Or maybe in a couple of different questions, um, they're not as happy with it as, you know, we would like them to be. So then we can look at those specific areas and help build that relationship between big and little because we can see the areas, you know, based off of the questions that they're struggling with. Um, can you read us a couple of questions? I think I you can. brought those too. I, I just like hearing them. the questions, <laughs> like I, the, being in the shoes of a little, I don't know. Right. And the mentor questions are a little different than what the, you know, the, the child questions are. Some of the questions we ask the kids are, you know, my big has a lot of good ideas about how to solve a problem. My big helps me take my mind off of things by doing things with me. When I'm with my big, I feel ignored. When I'm with my big, I feel mad. When I'm with my big, I feel safe. That's a question we absolutely pay a lot of attention to. When I'm with my big, I feel disappointed. And then they rate these on a scale of whether it's never true, hardly ever true, sometimes true, most of the time, or always true. And then that's where we can come up with a score to see which questions are they not answering in a positive way and what can we do as a staff to help that. On the mentor side, a um, little bit different, like I said, with the questions, but I mean the same premise. We're still gauging what their relationship looks like. So some of those questions are like, I'm enjoying the experience of being a big. My little and I are interested in the same things. I feel confident in handling the challenges of being a mentor. Um, being a big is more of a time commitment than I had anticipated. 
I feel overwhelmed with uh, my little difficulties. So we can look through that as well because it's a strongly disagree, disagree, neutral, agree, or strongly agree, and take a look at those different questions and where they're answering to help them as well to develop the relationship. So you mentioned like with the administration for the YOS and how often is this kind of a similar timeline? How often are they getting these and is there a strength of relationship being tracked? That is an annual basis and within the first three months of the match of the three month mark, we, we give out those surveys. It's important to do that at three months because right at the beginning is when that relationship is developing. You know, in my opinion, a match that is newly formed needs a lot more support than a match that's been together for five years. At that point, that relationship is built. Obviously, those SR scores are always extremely high because they've been together so long and, you know, they, they have a great relationship. But in that first three months, that's where as a staff, we can really gauge, you know, they're struggling with this. Maybe the child's very quiet and really hasn't opened up up yet or you know there there could be something going on with the match but it's really important firsthand to know this match needs a little bit more support with their relationship in the beginning so that we can ensure that it doesn't close out um so what do you think makes a high sor score what types of things in a match would make that score high um, that you're looking for their satisfaction Uh, I mean, that's really what it's gauging it off of. How satisfied are you with this match? Do you feel close to them? Are you you seeing a relationship built? So I would say that's the main thing is satisfaction with it. And we want to know that both the big and the little are satisfied with the match because if one is not, it more than likely is not going to work out. And that's when you see premature closures within a match. And there's been research that shows that a child that's been matched and ends up closing out is worse off than a, a child that was never matched at all. So we don't want to put them, you know, in a situation where that relationship isn't growing and we're not supporting them to ensure that we can combat that from happening. So are there situations where maybe you see a low SOR score, but you're able kind of like with the mentoring specialist, maybe if they identify one of those lower scores, um, what kinds of things can they target to help that match? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if we see a lower SOR score automatically within our our system that we utilize, we can see we need to help them with this. So then we talk with each of the parties to see, you know, you know, your scores were a little bit lower here. Let's, Let's just have a real conversation and find out what is it in your match that maybe isn't going the way that you thought it was or, you know, that you're struggling with so that we can, you know, get to the bottom of it and see how can we help you with that? What can we do to make that relationship stronger? You hinted on like phases of a relationship a little bit, and that's something we talk about a little bit, especially when we're trading like our mentoring specialists of having like a honeymoon phase and all these different phases. Do you think that plays into when an SOR is being taken, like what those scores might be? Honestly, within the honeymoon phase, that that is that first three months, and that's really whenever these these people are trying to get to know one another. That's when they're going to see, you know, is this somebody I'm going to trust? Is this somebody that I want to have that relationship with? Um, so I, I think that's important, like I said, again, because it's at the beginning to make sure that you can look at that, I, that score within the first three months and help that match to make sure that they're making it to the next levels of that relationship development that we see. Um, so kind of this last question about this, why is it important to track the relationship strength? I think it's important to, to track that strength um, just to ensure that the match is meeting the needs of that little, to ensure that they are in a relationship that is beneficial to them, and to, to also make sure that we can support them if they're having issues. So these surveys, um, 
bottom line, honestly, the, these are how we decide how we're going to work with a match. I mean, this is where all of our data is coming from. And the, the nice thing about it is it's not asking somebody else's opinion on how that match is going. It's not asking somebody else's opinion on how do you feel about school or how do you feel about yourself. You're getting it firsthand from, you know, with the YOSs and the SOR and the little side from the little or on the mentor side with the SOR, you know, what their specific feelings are. You're not getting that from somebody else. Awesome. Well, that's kind of the data part of it. Um, we do definitely want to bring it back, though, too, because outcomes are definitely about, like, the real-life story. So first, we're going to share, um, we actually had a little bit of a success story that we shared with one of our Mentor Monday articles on NewsyMom.com. So I'm just going to read that, and then we're going to talk a little bit about our littles and some outcomes that we've seen with them. So first, we're going to talk about little brother Trevor and big brother Roberto. Um, so Trevor has been matched with big brother Roberto since November 2017. Uh, Trevor was referred to the program by school staff due to needing some assistance in multiple areas, um, such as school performance, behavior, and social skills. Uh, Trevor displayed behavioral issues when he first started in the program, but has since grown in this area through having Roberto to role model, appro role model appropriate behavior and provide him with guidance. Roberto engages in hands-on activities with Trevor, and the match is very engaged during the program. Roberto and Trevor have found similar interests and have bonded over these. Roberto is always willing to participate in new activities with Trevor, and Trevor likes to bring items from home to show Roberto, such as cars and robots. Roberto always takes an interest in whatever Trevor has to show or tell him, and this has helped the match develop their relationship. Roberto and Trevor meet consistently, and, have a depend and having a dependable male figure to spend time with has been beneficial to him. Roberto assists Trevor with schoolwork in the program, and Trevor has shown improvements in being able to focus on schoolwork, and his grades have begun to improve. Roberto shows patience when interacting with Trevor, and this has helped Trevor become comfortable in the program and in the match relationship as well. Trevor has built self-confidence over the past two years while participating in his match with his big, and Roberto encourages Trevor to interact with, his, with other bigs and littles during the program, and Trevor has shown more of a willingness to do so. He even has made new friends in the program. Roberto models positive social interactions for Trevor and reminds him to be kind to others. Trevor continues to show improvement in a variety of areas through having the encouragement and support of his big. So I like just sharing those just because that's, again, just like what we talked about, obviously the data and the outcomes are so important, but just like hearing the real life applications of like, that's the story, that's a real match that we support. Um, and just hearing how Trevor's been able to grow and the influence that Roberto has had on him, it's been awesome. Um, so you have, we both have littles, um, which is super fun. That's probably one of my favorite parts of our job. Um, but what kind of outcomes have you seen just practically in the littles that you have? I actually, I have three littles. Um, I mentor at three separate school-based programs and, um, all of my littles are boys. We do pair up, um, at times, female mentors with boys, mainly because we don't have enough male mentors that come through the door. And I, I have two boys of my own, so I'm very comfortable working with little boys. I do every single day of my life. So, you know, it, it comes as second nature to me. Uh, but it, I'll tell you, every one of them have grown in a different way. My little brother, Jimmy, which this year will be our last year match because he's going into high school next year. And we don't have a site-based program at the high school level where he's attending. But throughout this last year, he really struggled with his grades. I mean, really struggled with them. And it, it's nice because a lot of them are using progress books and different online systems, and they all had Chromebooks. So I would start asking him, why don't we take a look at your Chromebook? Why don't we see what your grades are? 
and he had some not so good grades. And what I was noticing was it was a lot of missing assignments. It wasn't because he couldn't do it or didn't understand it. He just wasn't completing his work. So every Thursday when I would go over there, we would pull up progress book. We would look and see, you know, what kind of missing assignments do you still have out there? Now let's go talk to your teachers and get those assignments. And we're going to get them completed together. And we did this for about a month or so before he just started coming in with, I mean, stacks, stacks of homework and would be like, okay, Beverly, it is time. We've got this to do today and we have this to do today. and We have this to do today. And we would work on homework almost the whole time, which was funny to me because, you know, in the beginning, all he wanted to do was play games. He could have cared less about getting his schoolwork done, but I kept pushing and kept pushing. I know you can do better, Jimmy. I know that you can do this. And it just ended up becoming something that he really wanted to do. The one day he came in and they they do this online thing to where they have these questions that they have to answer for uh, language arts. And he came in and he was like, guess what, Beverly? What, Jimmy? What's up? And he said, out of our entire grade, I have the second best score in my ELA. I was like, that's fantastic. See, I told you you could do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My other little, Demir, uh, when we get together, I'll, I'll tell you my favorite part of that is when I walk in the door. Because every time I walk in there, he comes running up to me and gives me a hug and says, my Beverly. The and sweetest. it is the best feeling in the world. <laughs> but he had some struggles with some reading. So we would read a lot whenever we were together. Of course, he was still a little bit more interested in playing some games too. But as long as we were playing some games that... Had, talked about reading. I mean, if he was reading questions to me, at least he was reading. So we played games where he was reading different things. We read a bunch of different books and, you know, his reading ability definitely jumped over the last few years. Um, My third little was Thomas. And that one was difficult, I'll tell you, because the very first time that I met him, I I actually was the the person that interviewed him. And I went to the school and went up to the classroom and talked to the teacher and said, you know, I need to bring Thomas out so that we can ask him some questions so that we can get him enrolled into the mentoring program. And she was like, okay, did they tell you he doesn't talk? No, no, they didn't. So it was like, this is going to be an interesting interview. So I at least could rephrase a lot of the questions, turn them into a yes or no answer, give him different options where he would shake his head yes or no. And he was matched with somebody else for a while, but then that, that match just didn't end up working. The, the girl had moved on, went to college in a different area, so he didn't have a, a big. So I became his big, and it took an entire year of me meeting with him every week that he never, t- he never spoke to me at all. Now, I would ask him questions. We would play games together, um, but he wouldn't say a word to me. After that first year was up, then he started talking a little bit and then a little bit more and then a little bit more. And now whenever I go in and see him, you can't get the kid to be quiet. So, I mean, it was a complete turnaround (laughs) from he's not going to talk to you at all to now good luck getting him to be quiet. (laughs) I think what's cool about that, too, you didn't really touch on this, but he's moved school districts several times, too. And so that's been cool for you to be able to kind of just jump on with wherever he's at. That's been a really cool source of consistency for him, which is awesome. Absolutely. I mean, he's been in four different school districts in the five years that him and I have been matched. And, you know, luckily every time that he had moved, it was in a place that we had a program. So I just moved along with him. And this past year he talked about moving again 
And I was talking with him. I said, well, how do you feel about that, Thomas? And he said, it's okay, because I know wherever I go, you're going to follow me. That's awesome. You have some great littles. I do. I love that them helps. all. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Good deal. Well, and you have a few littles I as well. Do I'm I've sure had, you have some stories. It's true. I've had a few now, and I've been with. So I've been with Big Brothers Big Sisters about three years, and I've had several interview or interviews, also interviews, um, <laughs> several littles. Um, I think one that really stands out too, just because it was such a specific situation. Because um, I have a few boys, um, kind of like you do, but I had one girl, um, and her name was Olivia, which was awesome. So we were Olivia and Olivia, and it was great. Um, so I was kind of in an immediate bond, but. Um, there was some things where just behavior, um, getting into a little bit of trouble. And, um, she had a friend in the program where when they were together, just all kinds of rowdiness. So it was really fun to be able to individually match those two friends with big so that we could each spend individual time with them. Um, and initially, you know, it was kind of like the basic stuff, like doing homework and kind of coming to the program and doing the activity together. And we had fun. Um, but recently this past year, she started talking about counseling, how she's going to be going to counseling and all this. And she was really nervous about it. And, um, but it felt like it was something that was going to be good for her. And she had kind of a good positive outlook about it, but at the same time was nervous. And honestly, just as an adult, I shared with her, like, Hey, like I go to counseling, I'm an adult. And like, this is good for you. Like, this is something that you get to talk about what's going on and get some feedback. And then, so she like, it was funny because initially she kind of called me out and she's like, you're just saying that because you're an adult and you want me to like identify with you. She like always, she's super sassy and she calls me out on everything. She's like, you're just saying that. And I was like, no, like I literally went yesterday and it's good and everybody could use someone to kind of talk to and, you know, you have things that you want to talk about and that'll be great. And she kind of like thought about it for a minute and she's like, okay. And we kind of just, and that kind of just became like, came like a basis for what we chatted about when kind of week after week is kind of like what she was talking about, what she was going through at home, maybe what kind of situations. She had a lot of um, problems kind of connecting with some of her peers, just um, disagreements and arguments and just having some trouble working through conflict. And so I think that was really helpful for her. But then to have that other time during the program just to decompress that with me was, it was really cool. So I felt really special about that. And then so I don't, I don't know what'll happen. Um, I think she actually grade leveled up, so I don't know if we'll be able to be matched again, but that was just really special to be able to share my experience and have her feel more comfortable about what she was going through um, and just have Olivia and Olivia. It was great. <laughs> um, yeah, that was super fun. And even like how you mentioned with the boys, like that's always been fun for me. I don't have kids of my own, so it's always been fun to like have that little time where we can, you know, get together and play games and have that interaction. And um, I was a little nervous about being paired with like, Young, I've have, I have a younger brother, so um, I grew up around like a younger sibling. But um, my first like little that I had when we first started, his name was Aiden, um, and just super sassy and like all kinds of like one-liners that just make you like laugh so hard. But like they're also not really like timely appropriate. So like <laughs> just working through like you know you shouldn't say that out loud or like we shouldn't be talking about that or maybe this is not the right time to. Um, I'll share one of them because it was just funny to me. We had someone talking and sharing about like uh, walking in someone else's shoes, which was a great like lesson. And Aiden just says whatever he wants. And he raised his hand and he said, walking in someone else's shoes, that's how you get foot fungus. Yeah. 
this is not what we're talking about. So, um, but it was cool too, because he was kind of like, I had that feeling like kind of initially with that match that like, he didn't really care whether, whether I showed up or not. And like, you know, just that we enjoyed, like I would come and help him with homework or do whatever. And we do the activity and it was fine. But I felt like initially, like if I don't come, it's probably not a big deal to him. And I remember I missed a couple weeks. I think we had an event or something going on. I missed a couple weeks in a row. I just had some time conflicts and I came back and he had never like hugged me or like shown any kind of like, Hey, like I'm excited you're here. And that first week that I came back, he ran up and he like gave me a big hug. And he's like, you're finally here. And I was like, Oh, he really misses me when I'm gone. Like, <laughs> he does kind of like stuff. you. He does like me. So we had a lot of fun though. I mean, he was super energetic and we had a lot of fun together and we did a lot of homework and I definitely saw growth in him, but that was just cool to kind of um, see how sometimes initially they kind of hide that they're enjoying themselves or, you know, that they're connected to you, but it's really there. So that's kind of cool too. That is awesome. Yeah. I, I'll never forget also the, when you were paired with Hunter mm. and he came from such a farming community and, yes. you know, you came from a city, so yep. you knew nothing about farming and that kid loved to teach you about farming. That's the truth. <laughs> it was always so funny because he like loves his tractors and loves all the things and um, we've been matched for a couple of years now. I was, he was one of my first ones too. Um, and he, I would like, he would tell me something about a tractor and like say some kind of terminology that I've never heard before. And I'd like ask him like, what does that mean? And he'd like give me like the blankest stare ever. Like, how do you not know what that is? <laughs> but it was cool. Cause he got to teach me. And I think that was a definite like self-confidence boost. Cause we, that was something that he struggled with, with like school stuff is that like feeling like he's not smart or things like that. And so just to have that one little area where he could be like, hey, like, let me teach you about this. Um, that was really fun, too. So I really like that story, too. But he's another one, too, that I'm like, okay, he's like a middle school boy, probably doesn't love hanging out with me every week, had that like insecurity. And then I think it was his mentoring specialist that called mom, like just to kind of check in as they do for match sport. And said like, yeah, Hunter loves Olivia. He loves coming, like loves to be a part of the program. And she told me that just and behind the scenes, it's like, that makes me feel so much better. Cause like, <laughs> you never know. It's hard to read the boys, but we have a lot of fun together. But I love learning about this Cleveland city girl knows nothing about all the truck, all the tractors and things. So it's been fun <laughs> to learn from them. That's awesome. Yep. So I think that's, unless you have anything else that we want to share, that's kind of just our overview of data and YOS and YODP and SOR. You guys learned all kinds of fun acronyms today. Um, but really just that there's a lot of strategy and intention that goes behind what we do. Um, and obviously we get to see it come out in all kinds of fun ways and, um, all the great ways that we see growth and change in these littles and as they're growing, it's an honor to be a part of that, but, um, we're glad that everybody got to listen in and learn some more about it. So absolutely. Thanks for answering all my questions, Beverly. Yes. Thank you, Olivia. Olivia.